Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today we have a special guest. One of the stars from Motor Trend TV's hot show, All Girls Garage. Please welcome Bogey. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on today. How you doing today? How you holding up with all this stuff going on in the world? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's crazy. It's surreal, but I'm hanging in all right. That's as, great. As best I can. The grand scheme of things, can't complain, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So we're so excited to have you on because, you know, you bring a lot of things to the table that uh, a dad that has five children, including three girls, wants to instill upon their, their girls. You know, you're a mechanic and award-winning mechanic at that, and you have a show and you're empowering to young women. So I'd like to find out a little bit about what got you into working on cars. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's crazy. I took a really non-traditional path to getting into cars. I like I didn't grow up around cars. It wasn't I wasn't like in a car community. My family wasn't into cars. It like wasn't a thing at all. But um, I was a I was a weird little hippie kid, and I loved Volkswagen Bugs, and I thought they were the coolest thing ever. So when I was like. 12, I think, I decided that I was going to have one when I grew up. <laughs> so as I started getting to like driving age, I started reading Volkswagen magazines to figure out which one I should buy, like what year. Excuse me. And, um, and I noticed that the only time women showed up in car magazines, or at least Volkswagen magazines back in the like early 90s, was when they were wearing high heels and bikinis. And I'm like, this, is, this isn't cool. So I, it kind of like started as a, like, as a rebellion, really. Like, I didn't expect to fall in love with cars. I liked Volkswagen Bugs. I thought they were cool, but it became a challenge because I decided that I wanted to not only buy a bug, but I wanted to restore my own bug. I knew nothing about cars. So I enrolled in high school auto shop and everybody was really against it. Everybody told me that I didn't belong there as a, as a girl, as somebody who could go to college. There were all these like reasons why they gave me why I couldn't or shouldn't do it. And that just made me want to do it more. So that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That, that, yeah, oh, so you ran into the men's club early on. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Well, it was interesting. It was the man's club, but it was also like the classism thing and like the trades are bad thing. And I think right. that's where like all of my... My passion comes from today because my passion, everything I do is about promoting and empowering women in the trades, but also about promoting the trades in general and showing that it's a, the trades are, are a great way to make a living. <laughs> they're a great career path, and yet their reputation they have is seriously outdated. Uh, yes, uh, you know, Mike, uh, the, the television show that uh, the guy does all the job jobs on, he sit there and he says he was... Yeah, sure. Mike, oh, yeah. He, he, he sat there and he, yeah, yeah, Mike Rowe, thank you. He sat there and he shows, he said he was told he held a picture. He said, do you want to be like a banker, a doctor, a lawyer? He says, or do you want to be like an auto mechanic? And he's like, you know, he said, I know a lot of mechanics today that make one hell of a living. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. Funny. I was supposed to be a lawyer. That was my plan. I was going to be a lawyer. And it's so funny because I, I went to college after high school and I thought I was going to pursue that path. And then afterwards, I decided I missed cars and I loved working with my hands and I went back to tech school. But every mechanic I know, well, not every mechanic, lots of mechanics I know, say, you had a chance to be a lawyer and you didn't take it. And yet every single lawyer I know says, 
you did the right thing. <laughs> there you go. And, and, and most of all, you love what you do, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's it. I, yeah. I think it's funny. And by the way, you have a thing for bugs. That's the very first car I ever drove was a VW Bug. Oh, yay! <laughs> um, but awesome. it, it's funny, that and the Carmen Ghia. Oh, I love Ghias. They're so much fun. I always wanted a Ghia. So, so I'm it's, jealous now. <laughs> um, it wasn't mine, though, so that's that's the funny thing oh. on that. But here's, here's <laughs> the thing, though. But you become a mechanic, and what, you know, when you started getting into this, did you just, just fall in love more and more with it? I did. I really, I enjoyed the problem solving of it. And I, I was always a puzzle person when I was a kid. I wasn't a kid that liked to take the VCR apart, um, but I was definitely, I liked puzzles. I liked building things. I liked Legos and, um, and all of those kinds of toys. And so I enjoyed the the problem-solving puzzle piece of it, but I also really enjoy the tactileness of it. Like, I like, I like taking something and, and being able to do something with it with my own hands, like taking something nothing, that's nothing and making it into something, or taking something that's broken and fixing it, and that satisfaction um, is just, it's hard to beat that sense of satisfaction. I think any maker or any trade or craft person kind of has that same thing. I was watching one of your episodes, uh, one of your earlier episodes, where you're working on the Cutlass, and you said they have all the all the fun stuff over there with the goat, and uh, <laughs> and you were doing you were doing the chrome for the Cutlass. <laughs> oh yeah, and you're like, you know, I'm just working on this over here. They're doing all the fun stuff, and I laughed at that. But you know, it, it has to be. I'll tell you, it has to be something that when a lot of times, especially in the day, maybe not so much now, but. A lot of people would come in and, you know, a woman would come in there and I was raised by a single mom before it was popular or a sport. And, you know, you, you walk in and all of a sudden, you know, my mom was one of these people. You didn't just say do whatever it takes because she kind of was educated right. around cars. And but that's the yeah. thing. And, and you don't want you know you want people to be educated, especially I mean, both men and women, but, you know, women to come in there that they're not taking advantage of. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you say that because I think these days it, it is just as much men as women. Because most most guys don't know about cars anymore. I, I, even even old school car guys, you ask them about their newer Toyota or Mercedes or whatever they're driving, and they don't know the first thing about it. So it's still, it's. I think there's even more people vulnerable now, and it's not just women. Um, it's across the board, and it's a challenge because cars today are more complicated than the first space shuttle. Like our technicians are literally rocket scientists, and they're working on super, super complicated vehicles, and most people don't understand it, which means there's just a huge opportunity for the not-so-great folks to do not-so-great things. But there's a ton of amazing folks in the industry who are doing wonderful things as well, you know? And that's for the most part the case. You know, you have, the, you have more good so. guys than bad guys out there. You just have to you'll be educated. I also think it's cool that you sit there you on your YouTube stations, you sit there and you teach how to work on cars. Yeah, I do my best. I'm, I feel like I'm so behind on YouTube. I need to do better at that. Um, it's so overwhelming editing videos and doing all of that. Uh, but, <laughs> but I love it and I love sharing. Editing is absolutely the longest, most tedious thing ever. I never enjoy that part. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just can I just give that to somebody else to do, please? Like, I need. I need to be independently wealthy so that I can hire <laughs> somebody else to do it. My, my editor, I love my, the teaching. 
Amazing. Yeah, my editor loved the job, and then he got a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> right. So, like you said, when we both get independently wealthy, we can have editors. <laughs> right? There we go. All right. Here's to that. <laughs> right. So, so it's I, funny. So, you, you love bugs. You have a bug now, don't you? Well, so I have I have my original bug, the bug, my very first car that started it all. Um, but uh, it's not in any shape at all. Like, it's horrible. I completely restored it when I was 16, but that was a really long time ago now. <laughs> you just completely and, uh, restored it, it at 16? Just, yeah, I, I convinced, I don't know how I did this, I convinced my high school auto shop teacher to use my bug as a class project once I got to advance auto shop, so I guess 17 at that point, um, and then I found a local engine rebuilder who would let me apprentice under him, and he helped me rebuild the engine, and then I got my first job in the industry as a painter's helper at, at a body shop, and they gave me a really inexpensive paint job in exchange for me working for them <laughs> for the summer. Wow, you are a hell of a businesswoman, you know. Barry Rogers from Wayne, <laughs> from, from Wayne PR, he's telling me, he says, you don't understand. He said, you know, she's really intelligent. She's got this, you know, she's a great Aww. mechanic and, and this great show. And she's a really good businesswoman. Wow, I'm learning that you were a good businesswoman at 16. Well, thank you. You know, creative solutions to problems, right? You got a problem? You got to figure out a creative solution. I think that's why I make a good technician. Right, especially when, <laughs> especially when you're light on cash. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, so what what brought you into getting into the All Girls Garage show? You know, that was so random. I wasn't looking to be on TV. It wasn't something I was seeking out. I was I was running a, a repair shop in Phoenix. I had quit. I was a dealership technician for uh, a number of years, and then I quit the dealership and started my repair shop. I was about three years into running that, and I was just doing my thing. I was turning wrenches and being the service advisor and running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to grow a, a floundering Blundering business, um, fledgling <laughs> business, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm trying to say. I do, um, I do. And the production company reached out to me and they said, we've, we've got this idea for a show. It's going to be all women working on cars. And I'm like, I'm not interested. That sounds like it's going to be drama. And you guys want like throwing of wrenches and pillow fights and <laughs> cat fights. And I'm not, I'm not into that. Like women have a hard enough time in this industry. I'm not going to make it worse for them. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. It's not like that. It's education based you'll like it, just come out and, and check us out and give it a shot. So I, I eventually gave in and I went out and auditioned and um, the rest is history. Nine, nine years later, we're in our ninth season now and I'm the last original member of the show actually still on. That's amazing. I mean, so, not nine seasons of anything today is amazing. Right? I mean, that's I know, really crazy. cool. Yeah. I think it's because we're not drama, right? Like we really do focus on the projects and and educating people along the way and, and having some fun and sharing the knowledge but like we actually like each other on the show we don't fight we're not it's not about personal drama it really is about the cars and I think that's what keeps it sustainable for such a long time right where do you guys film we film in Florida actually really we're, yeah we're right outside of Tampa in a very unassuming little warehouse building. You would never know. Oh, very cool. That, it's funny. It's kind of a lot of TVs doing that today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, so, so tell us a couple of your favorite cars you've worked on besides the Bugs. Oh, my goodness. Well, so the Bug was when I got started. And then, of course, I worked for BMW for many, many years. Um, when I was running my shop, I, I worked on everything, you know, from from Fords to Porsches to Bugatti, you know, everything in between. Um, and then in the, the past several years, well, through All Girls Garage, started it off getting me working on, on older cars because I'd never really worked on older cars. I was always into the newer stuff in most of my career. So All Girls Garage was really my first exposure to working on older stuff other than my bug. And, um, and then in the last several years, I've gotten into the restoration side of things, which has been a really interesting journey. And I, I kind of wish I'd been exposed to it when I was younger because I really am loving metal work and body work and the, the restoration side of things. Um, and so I would say probably my, my favorite car project is the one that started out my current shop, which is the Chevy Montage. I don't know if you you heard about that or saw that one, but it was an all-female build that I organized that had uh, about 90 women involved in building this thing. It was a 1957 Chevy pickup truck with a BMW M5 engine in it. What? Yes. No way. <laughs> How did yeah, that, was that a hard fit? Was that motor a hard fit in, in a 57 Chevy pickup? Yeah, go figure. It really wasn't meant to be in there, so it was kind of difficult to make work, shockingly. Yeah, I mean, I, was that your idea? <laughs> if, yeah, my hairbrain idea. I have this bad habit of, like, committing to crazy-ass ideas <laughs> and jumping off of the plane and then figuring out how to build my parachute. So, like, I've literally announced at SEMA in 2016 that I was going to build this truck and with women from all over the country and put a BMW engine in it. And then I got home from SEMA, and I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? I have no idea how I'm going to do this. I don't even own a truck, but I'm going to do this. You're trying to figure out which boot you're going to pull out of your mouth first. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But That's hey, a crazy I've learned, fit. I've learned, right? The best way to get yourself committed to doing something is to announce it on a public stage or as public as you can because then you're held accountable. You have to figure it out. And everything true. is figure outable. Like, absolutely everything is figure outable. You just need to be committed to figuring it out. And what better way to do that then put your foot in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> now now with, with that being lined up uh, without getting into too much of a technical detail your drive training and everything else had to be all bmw or did you just mostly so bmw engine bmw transmission fourth nine inch custom drive shaft um we had to convert the engine to a dry sump i'm getting into technical mumbo jumbo um cool. But had to do a bunch, a bunch of stuff to it to make it work. There's a Mini Cooper power steering pump on it. Um, it like, there's stuff from all over, like all sorts of different vehicles, all stuffed into a Chevy. What what kind of horses has <laughs> it got on it? What kind of what? What kind of horses does it have? Um, you know, I haven't dyno tested it yet, but we're, we expect it to be around 420 based on what the engine normally has and what we've done to it as far as modifications. It's a whole lot bigger so, than what came in that Chevy stock. <laughs> that came with a but, six you know, popper, was, right? It, uh, it did, yeah, yeah. You know, it was it it was a, it's a cool truck and it's a cool project in that sense. But like the biggest piece of it was 
the experience of building it, we, we literally had 90 women come from all over the country. And some of them were brand new newbies who'd never worked on cars before. And some of them were pros who'd been doing it for anywhere from two years to 20 years. And brought them all together to build this thing over the course of 10 months. And that was that was the magic and the awesomeness of that truck. Like, the truck itself is cool. The experience of building it was absolutely amazing. And we're actually, we did it again last year, and we're doing it again. Well, we were doing it again this year, but that's on hold right now until after the yeah. world stops being on fire. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, and see, I'll be honest, I have not seen that episode. Now I have to go see it. Uh, <laughs> because I want to see the look on your face and you're scratching your head going, okay, I know I'm going to get this done. <laughs> right, yeah. I know. No, you know what, and I wish we covered the Chevy montage on All Girls Girls. We didn't. That was done at my home shop. Oh, um, so oh, that was, oh. Yeah. But there is stuff about it on my social and on YouTube. So there is information out there and there's some stuff on the engine and things that we had to do to it. So, yeah, that that definitely exists, but not on all girls' garage. Just on my personal. That is that is crazy. I, I mean, I just I just wanted <laughs> to see the fit on that, and 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 man, remember, always have we have we have cameras on everything now, so you have to when you get to right you to sit there. Say, yep, I'm going to get some of this because that's a yeah. Crazy there's fit. a picture somewhere. There's a picture somewhere of the look on my face and two other women um, who were there when we first tried to set the engine in the engine compartment area and looked at each other and realized that this was not going to fit <laughs> without making major changes. And we just stared at it. Like, we just stared at it and looked like somebody had just killed our puppy. And, <laughs> like, like the thought that maybe staring at it long enough was going to fix it. We were just like, what? No. Oh, God. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but but that shows it with some time and some thought, and you figured it out, and uh, yeah. that's that's just really cool because any and, and I'm by far not a mechanic. I pl I, I play mechanic once in a while, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and less and less as I get older. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> used to be a lot more fun, you know. Um, but anyway, right. and, well, and like you said, today's cars are just, you know, you're, you're still very, you're very educated at today's cars. I'm like, good God. Um, <laughs> you, you know, and also you have the equipment in the, in the, in your garages. It makes a difference to yeah. take it out. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have all the fancy computers and, and all of that stuff. But yeah, I, you know, really the thing about working on cars when I was, even back when I was in high school that I appreciated so much about it and what really drove my passion for doing the TV show and for doing my shop and all of the rest of the, the all-female builds, everything I do, um, is I got such a sense of empowerment out of working on cars and working with my hands and learning that everything is figureoutable. Like, somebody put it together, which means you can take it apart and you can put it back together again. Like, it is figureoutable. And when I learned that back in high school auto shop and gained that confidence, like that translated in so many ways to my life outside of cars. And that's what drives my passion to teach other people that because it is, it, once you realize that cars aren't that big and scary, then suddenly fixing your plumbing isn't that big and scary or taking a new job that you've never done isn't that big and scary. Like, you know, you can figure it out. You know what I mean? Ab absolutely. My mom says that you do what you have to do and you figure it out. And that's exactly what you do. Yeah. 
And I think yeah. that's really cool because you, you know, it, it's in, of course it's intimidating. You look at it, like you said, you're standing there, three, three of you are standing there going, good God, it's, it's not going to happen without us moving, you know, and, and, right. and, and then you made it happen. <laughs> and I think that's something, the rewards, and I think a, a big part of the rewards I like is the hands part of when you put something together mm-hmm. and, and the reward of looking at it going, oh man, look at that. Yeah. Absolutely. And gosh, I, mean, I think during like this pandemic, I think it really highlights, too, the value of the trades. Like, everybody is working from home or out of, out of work, but the, the trades people are still working. And they're still needed. Like, they're what keeps stuff going in our economy right now and gets the food from the farm to the grocery store so that we can buy it or get the supplies to the hospital because there's people who are fixing the trucks and keeping them on the road and all of that. And so it's, it's an interesting time right now to see really the value of the trade and how no matter what, like you'll, you'll never be without a job. Nobody can take away that skill set from you once you learn how to fix and make with your own hands. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And I totally agree. And I think the trades, whether it be a mechanic, a plumber, a welder, those those things mm-hmm. are all trades that are, first of all, they're very respectable trades. And, and like you said earlier, the beginning of the show, a very outdated look upon people who yeah. work in a trade. Okay, you know what? You get you get dirt underneath your fingernails, okay? I can do that sweeping a broom in the kitchen. Okay? <laughs> you know? I mean, but but, you know, to come out with a sense of that you are important and it's not easy to just say, okay, look, I'm going to go get a new mechanic to go do this. Yeah, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, no, there's, I think there's a shortage. you had, you had trade school in, co- in high school, you said, you know, when they had Votech mm-hmm. and things like that. And a lot of schools don't have that today. Yeah. It's horrible. They're canceling those programs all over the country. And it's, it's a shame because technicians are in super high demand and there's a, a massive shortage of them. So someone going into, um, being an automotive technician today or a diesel tech or marine or airplane, any of that, they they have their pick of jobs. They can go anywhere in the country and have their pick of jobs because every, I do shop management coaching as well. I work with repair shop owners all over the country. And the number one thing they all have in common is we need techs, we need techs, we need techs. And I'm going to get into that because you're also uh, a public speaker and, you know, people can, you know, get a hold of you. Where, where, by the way, where does everybody get a hold of you if they want to have you in to come in and consult or speak? Where do they get a hold of you at Bogey? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at Bogey's Garage. Um, so Instagram, Facebook is Bogey's Garage. My website is bogeysgarage.com, B-O-G-I-S, G, garage. There's no E in Bogey, um, just B-O-G-I-S. And, um, and yeah, reach, reach out to me through social or through my website. I, I do speaking, I do coaching, consulting, appearances, you name it. If it's car related, if it's empowerment related, if it's trades related, I'm on board. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's a cool, by the way, how did you get the name Bogey? Oh, geez. Um, I lived in Hungary for a year when I was in high school. And my real name sounds a little bit like a curse word in Hungarian. <laughs> and so my friends gave me a new nickname, and Beetle uh, is short for Boglarka, which is a type of flower, and um, a bogey by itself means um, beetle or bug, which is, of course, how I got my start in cars, so it all, it all fits. 
<laughs> that that's actually really cool. That is that is really cool. I'm sitting there going, okay, was mom and dad a Bogart fan, or how did this no. work? And, and I didn't see it anywhere on your bio, and I didn't ask Barry, so I'm like, you know, I you know, no, nothing better than throwing it right out there. You know, I might as well throw it right out there, and, right? And, and everything else, but and that's that's really cool. That's something is, and it's associated that it always means something to you. Yeah, and I, I've been bogey since I was 16 years old. It's funny because every once in a while, people will like call me by my my given name, right. and I'm like, "Who are you talking to? Who are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I can definitely understand that. Now, when when you uh, look at the things now, as far as the fact of the show and where it's bringing people out now, what what do people expect into the shows coming up for this year? Without giving away any spoilers. Yeah, well, it's we just announced um, two weeks ago that Christy Lee was no longer going to be on All Girls Garage. And so that's a big change for this year. Christy and I were the two original hosts back back with Jesse Combs before um, before she left the show and obviously before she had um, left left far too soon. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's really it's it's different having Christy leave. It's a it's a new chapter for us. And I think this is going to be an interesting year. Faye, uh, also known as her business, Pistons and Pixie Dust on social media. I met Faye through the Chevy Montage, the all-female build that I led. She um, came out and worked on it with us and then um, went home, quit her job, started her own business, which was like a huge success story from for her experience there. And then when Rachel left the show... I had brought her out for an audition, and, and obviously the rest is history. So Faye is now in her second season, Christy leaving. So now it's just Faye and I, and I think it's going to be an interesting season because we have a whole different dynamic. We've worked together both on screen and off, and we've decided to keep it just the two hosts for this year and maybe have some special guests. So I think it's going to be a really fun season. I think we're going to um, have some just different energy on set. We miss Faye. Miss Faye. We miss Christy. Um, she and I go way back, and it's definitely different on set without her. But sometimes, you know, it's it's time for things to change. It was time for her to do something different. And um, I think while we miss her, I think good things are, are coming. I think it's going to be a positive thing in the long run. Oh, absolutely. For everybody. You, 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 you can miss and wish everybody on their way well and, and, and still uh, yeah. and still build up and, and make something big and, you know, and, and take it in different directions. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I love that attitude because, you know, is when people sometimes go and do other things, you know, you say, okay, yeah, but we're still building up on this and, you know, and everything, everything yeah. could be good in that whole spot of it for everybody. Exactly. Like, it's going to be different, certainly, but I don't like to think of it as either a better or a worse. It's just different. It's a, right. And every time you have a host change, it just it becomes a different thing. It's a new chapter, and it's a different feeling. So as we loved working. I loved working with Christy. We all did. And now it's time for a new chapter. Now, any special cars or anything you can give us a little sneak preview on? Oh, I'm not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is it really going to be lit up? Are you really, uh, really going to blast it this year and bring in anything different, or just really? Can you give us a little tease? You know, um, I mean, we've we've done already in this season a couple of kind of unusual things for us. We had a Mercedes in the shop recently, and that was an unusual one for us on the show. Um, we like to keep it varied. I kind of the same same that we've done in the past is 
little bit of old school, a little bit of new school, a little bit of Euro, a little bit of domestic, and try to really have something for everybody. But I think we're we're really going to be focusing, Faye and I at least, on, on just really showing as much as we can of the work and involving the audience in it as much as possible. So, you know, maybe less dramatic projects, but more involved and more detailed with you know, is, is kind of our hope. We only have 22 minutes. Like, let's be real. We can't do a total transformation right. of a vehicle in, in 22 minutes. So, um, you, so, you, you, you know. As good as you can be, you're not going to have that happen. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or like you wouldn't see anything of it because there's just no time to show any of it. So, you know, All Girls Garage has always been about kind of smaller, smaller projects, less dramatic changes. Um, but, but being able to show more of the work, you know, we're not overhauling, we're not doing total overhauls of these vehicles, Right. but we're making simple changes that, or sometimes complex changes, but things that folks could do at home and really sharing our, our knowledge and our tips and tricks along the way. I so more of that will come. I'm, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I noticed watching a couple of the shows, like I said, going back to the, the Cutlass one, I think, which was like your first season, the intricacy yeah. in the uh, the chrome work around the lights back then was crazy mm-hmm. because they had the, the big, big lights and then they had those little smaller, almost like fog ones along with the, the blinker and then and then all that mm-hmm. chrome work and everything else around it. And I was like, you know, it looked like there was about 7,000 screws in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old old cars are a different a different creature than new cars, that is for sure. Is there anything that you'd like sure. to have on the show that you'd say, yeah, I'd love to have that you haven't had yet? Oh, geez. Um, okay, so I have a weird obsession, and, and it's with, like, tiny cars in general. Okay. So any any tiny cars. So like it started with the Volkswagen Bug, right? But I love little old Fiats and little old Mini Coopers, and I just bought an old Metropolitan Nash. I don't know if wow. you're familiar with those. They're like they're the cutest little things. <laughs> I haven't even heard anybody mention one of those in forever. they're so cute they were actually did you know they were the first uh, post-war car to be specifically marketed to women I did not know that yeah it's a kind of a cool story I didn't know that either when I bought it I just knew I thought they were really cute and I wanted one (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I love I love little cars and so I think it would be really fun to have some, some more little cars on the show, an old classic Cooper or an old classic Fiat. I think those would be, those would be fun to do. But, I, you know, I'm weird. I'm not a favorite person when it comes to cars, generally speaking. Um, I just, I like fixing broken things. I like building things. And so you put a... a modern Ford in front of me or an old Chevy or a Lambo. Like, I don't care really. Like none of it, um, none of it changes the experience for me of fixing something and learning something and figuring it out. That's fun stuff. That's really cool. Two questions left. One music or no music in your garage. Ooh, that depends on the day. It really does. (laughs) Um, when I was a flat rate tech, I would definitely say music and, and like the heavier the metal or the faster the beat, the better. Um, 
if I need to pump some workout, it's it's going to be something with a beat that I can like really move to. Right. Um, but sometimes I really enjoy the silence. It depends on what kind of work I'm doing. Uh, that's you know that's a, also of course you, depends on whether we're filming. Like because <laughs> if we're filming, there's no music. <laughs> right, right, right. It's funny. A lot of mechanics. That's the same thing. It's like you know what? Either I dig it like this, or it's just which mood I'm in to what I'm doing. And, yeah, and it really depends. And the other thing is, okay, real quick, is that now you 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 install this whole part about you know the, the tech in the world of um, I just got tongue tied with my own my own damn thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I'm so the trades. So yeah. what would you say to a young lady or or a young man that is looking at the trades and they're thinking, well, I don't know, um, you know, whether it's yeah. a trade or college. Because what would you instill in them? You know, I'd say you've, you've really got to go after what makes your heart happy. There's, there's a million different ways that you can be successful in life. And there's a million different ways to make money. Um, and, and life is long in, in a lot of ways. Like, you can try one thing and decide that it's not for you and do something different. So don't be, don't be fearful of trying something. Um, but the, in the event that life is short... You want to be doing what you love <laughs> while, while we're here, right? And if if the trades is something, if being a technician is something that you want to pursue and you're interested in, explore it, learn about it, and and go after it. And don't let anybody don't let anybody tell you it's not the right choice or you could do or should do something different. You've got to do what's right for you. And like any career path. There's challenges to it. Like there are things that are that are hard about being a technician. There are things that are hard about being anything. And so it's which which things are you willing to put up with because the good stuff is really awesome and makes you happy. I, I love that because and, and and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, please also to our young listeners out there, especially our young ladies out there. Listen, it is cool. To turn a wrench. You're hearing it from Bogey right here. From All Girls Garage. It is cool. If you dig it, you go learn how to turn a wrench properly. Because Bogey's telling you right here it's cool and it's okay to do so, right? Absolutely. It is super cool. It is super cool. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've had the pleasure uh, today. And I'll tell you what. I was excited about this interview. And I'm so glad that I had a chance to have you on. I hope you come back again in the future. Because it's it's been a lot of fun. And and you're you're such a pleasure to talk to. Well, thank you so much. I, I had a great time. I'm really glad I we were able to make this work out and, and honored to be here. So thank you so much. One more time, tell everybody your social media, please. Yes, Bogey's Garage. B-O-G-I-S Garage. Bogey's Garage on Facebook and Instagram and website. Bogey, thank you so much to the Lifebox Media Channel. You have a wonderful day and take care and we'll talk soon. Thank you, too. Bye-bye.